Have you heard that if we don't get enough sleep, our brain literally shrinks? Has this made you worried? If so, I'm so glad to share with you that in this episode of Heard Online, we look at a brand new study, the largest ever on the subject, showing no evidence whatsoever that little sleep shrinks the brain. Not at all. No evidence found. I'm super excited for this. Really, really happy to share this with you. So without further ado, let's jump in. What a change to have been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just something that's just so simple. Like the truth. The truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. And look at the study. Actually, I do have a little announcement. Um, in case you didn't see this yesterday, I'm really, really excited about uh, the new free mini course that's called Ready to Sleep in Five Days. It is available now on our website and our website, is, of course, thesleepcoachschool.com. I put together like a, yeah, a five-day five mini course that I hope you'll feel find really, really helpful. So if you haven't already done it, do check it out. All right. With that said, yeah, let's jump into this Heard Online episode. And if you're new to Heard Online, this is an, a series of investigative videos where we take a look at claims made about sleep on the World Wide Web. And a common one is that, oh, if you don't get enough sleep, it'll affect your brain, you know, your brain will shrink. And the other week, I got an email from uh, actually one of our new uh, coach coaches, uh, her name is Sissi. And uh, she said, hey, Daniel, check this out. And it was a, an article in Danish, uh, because this is from Denmark, that has said that, hey, this, uh, what we hear about, uh, you know, not getting up sleep, shrink in the brain, it, it's not true. And I read that article and it linked to like two articles in, in, in English. And the first one was this one, which was from The New Scientist. And, you know, it's a very, very nice title and, uh, you know, something fresh or different here, right? When you see this. So, so the title is, you probably don't need eight hours of sleep for a healthy brain. And some of you remember my trigger meter, which I which I, I kind of like rate how triggering it a title is. And I would say this is zero. This is kind of like minus. This is not, this is like a really, really nice and helpful title, in my humble opinion. And it, it, this uh, article goes on to say the largest an analysis of brain scanning data yet casts doubt on the idea that shorter sleep duration is linked to shrinkage of the brain. And then it goes on to say everyone knows that going to bed too late can leave you less alert the next day. 100%. I agree with this totally. Right? We all know this. But recent claims have gone further, promoting the idea that regularly getting too little sleep raises the risk of Alzheimer's disease and even shrinks the brain. And you see this, whoever wrote this article, I think did it in such a beautiful way because they're saying like, oh, but that's not all we hear nowadays. You know, we, we're kind of like, this, there's this alarmist message out in the air that out there saying, and then goes on to say, now this idea has been challenged by one of the most comprehensive analysis of brain scanning studies to date. To date. So how much do we really need to worry about getting uh, enough shut eye? And unfortunately, then the rest is behind a paywall, but... Uh, it doesn't really matter much because what I always want to do is, of course, go back to the, um, you know, the the original study, you know, and this the, the, the what we're looking at here from the new scientist is kind of a a, a summary or you know a, an article based on an actual scientific article. So we are going to take a quick look at the actual uh, uh, article, the, the scientific article, and that one is from um, uh, human. It's called human. Like, sorry, nature, human behavior. So it's uh, not 
you know, the, the very well-known scientific journal Nature itself, but kind of a subsidiary, I guess you can call it, of Nature. Here you see the uh, title and headline up here. It's called uh, No F Phenotypic or Genotypic Evidence for a Link Between Sleep Duration and Brain Atrophy. It was published uh, October 2023, and it's a Norwegian group, Anders Fjell and co-workers. And I'm actually not going to show you more uh, from this article. I just want to show you that, you know, here it is, it exists, but I've made some, some notes from it. And so what they did was the following. So they had what you call, they had longitudinal data from the Life Brain Consortium. I don't know what the Life Brain Consortium is, but I'm imagining that it's one of those kind of like population-based, like very large studies where they do like, you know, in this case, MRI scans of a bunch of people and then follow people over time to see if they can correlate, you know, changes in, in brain with something else, something like that. No. Uh, but so they had data from a lot of MRI scans. And more specifically, they had 8,153 8, MRI brain scans from almost 4,000 people covering up to 11.2 years, meaning that there were as many as 11 years between the first and the last MRI scan from a certain individual. You could just, by looking at the numbers, you can see that most of the people in the study had two scans, right? Because there were about, about 4,000 people and about 8,000 scans, right? But, you know, they were up to, I think, seven scans. Some people had many more scans, right? But so so they had, uh, again, about 8,000 scans from 4,000 people. And they were, so what they were looking to do is the following. They, they were asking these people uh, to estimate how much they slept, right? So they had an estimate of their sleep duration. And then they, they tried to correlate, like, did, did the difference in the, you know, brain scan, so atrophy, like, you know, shrinking of the brain, from the first scan to the second scan or first scan to the third scan or whatever it was, did, was there a bigger change in brain size, like more shrinking of the brain, if you will, for those people who reported sleeping less compared to the people who slept more? In other words, did self-reported short sleep lead to atrophy when comparing MRI scans? And quoting the article, they say, we found no evidence for an association between sleep duration and brain atrophy. And that to me is like, you know, wonderful. That's amazing. This is so nice to hear. It takes away so much, you know, pressure for us when we know that, the, you know, people who, who reported sleeping less, you know, they, they did not have more shrinking of the brain. You know, there was nothing seen there. So I think that's wonderful. Now, if you, you know, found everything you want from, from this video, that is, this it's fine to, of course, like check out here because this was the main thing I want to communicate. But there's one more thing that struck me in the article that, is a topic that comes up again and again and again and again and again. So I felt it was, it was worthwhile looking at it. So the, what the authors did was not only did they do this kind of longitudinal evaluation, but they also did kind of a cross-sectional uh, uh, evaluation, if you will, looking at like, you know, for people that they just had, let's say, one MRI scan and one time where people reported how much they estimated sleeping, they were, they were looking at, okay, was there an association between like brain, like brain size or, or you know, or the thickness of the cortex uh, of the brain and, and how much people slept at any given moment. And there was, and we'll look at that in a second, but firstly, I want to show something different that they, they write about in the, uh, this article. And they say that less than five hours and eight hours of sleep were associated with similar increases in risk of premature death in other studies. So there are many, many studies that have looked at like, if somebody dies for any reason, prematurely, I don't know what that exactly means, but you know, the, the people die before kind of maybe the average life expectancy for any reason, 
is that associated with how much that those people report sleeping? And there have been actually many studies where people just are asked randomly, like, how much do you think you sleep at this point? And then, you know, these people are followed over many, many years. And if somebody dies early, they, they check like, okay, did these, these people report sleeping this much or this much, et cetera. And what has been found very consistently is that people who estimate sleeping little and people who estimate sleeping quote unquote a lot are at a higher risk. And but the interesting thing, to, I think, here is that, as they, as they point out here, it's like less than five hours and sleeping eight hours is equally, you know, elevated risk, which is so different from the when we hear like how much we're, we're supposed to sleep. The recommendation is typically that an adult should sleep between seven to nine hours. But if that is supposedly based on facts or studies, then why is that? Because like sleeping eight hours is supposedly like you know, just as risky, quote unquote, as sleeping like less than five hours, you know? And so I think this really put, puts a question into the recommendations out there, you know? Where do they come from? Who, who makes up these numbers? Now, for anybody who got like frazzled or, 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 or scared when they heard me talk about like sleep duration and, and um, you know, risk of premature death for any reason, I think this has nothing to do with sleep. First, firstly, remember that um, these studies are always self-reported. You know, they're self-reported. We don't know how much this, the you know, people in these studies actually sleep. I think this helps explain it because if somebody has some type of health issue, whatever health issue it is, it, it often affects sleep and it can affect sleep in a way that we have trouble sleeping, we don't sleep well, and we estimate sleeping little, or we have trouble sleeping and we sleep, uh, you know, we, we feel tired and sleepy and we estimate sleeping more. So like health, uh, our health can make us think we sleep less and think we sleep more, you know, and, and our self-reported sleep duration can change uh, in this way. But when we have no health issues, we typically say, oh, yeah, I think I sleep around seven hours. You know, most people who have no health problems estimate sleeping, you know, six and a half, seven hours, something like that. Now, going back to the study, uh, they said, this mirrors, and when I say this, they means like that short sleep and quote-unquote normal sleep was kind of like high risk. This mirrors the, the present results. Four and eight hours of sleep were associated with the same deviations from maximum cortical thickness. So in this cross-sectional study they had done where they just looked at, okay, this, this is cortical, you know, the, the size of the cortex, human cortex, and this is how much these people slept at, at like one point in time. They saw that people who reported sleeping four hours and eight hours both had like a change, like they had more, let's say, shrinkage or more atrophy, you know, compared to others. And what they're pointing out here is that, again, like it's people in quote unquote normal, like people in the quote unquote normal sleep duration, like eight hours, have just as much atrophy as people who report sleeping four hours. And they like really put in question, like, what, why we have these recommendations. So, um, the second part of the study was, again, to me, is like questioning these recommendations. And I wrote here, like, is it time to change these recommendations around how much we should sleep or maybe just leave numbers altogether? That is, in my humble opinion, would be so helpful to no longer have like the National Sleep Foundation or the CDC or other like, you know, uh, public uh, health agencies say like, oh, you should sleep this much because it just creates so much pressure and so much tension and anxiety and friction, so much insomnia, frankly. So I'll conclude this episode of Hurt Online here. Please let me know in the comment section what you thought. And um, 
Again, if you haven't already seen it, we have now our free mini course on our website, which is thesleepcoach.com. So if you haven't already checked it out, uh, I highly recommend it. I feel like it became a really nice course, but I'll conclude there. See you next time. And thank you for tuning in today. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com you'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.